you know what? Let's get started, shall we? Let's just make this happen. Let's just do what we do. Sometimes I think we overthink it. Hello, world. This is Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to Church Mag Podcast number 91. You can either say, oh my goodness, how could you say such a terrible thing? Or you could try to listen at what they're trying to communicate to you. It's like we've created these these rules and regulations that have completely lost root. Only Christ can illuminate. Only Christ can eradicate. And we have to let him come into our hearts to, to help us find those areas and remove them. This week's podcast is brought to you by Media Fusion. Media Fusion can get your church started with live streaming for as little as $9 per month. Start setting up live streaming today. Learn more, sign up for free, visit MediaFusionApp.com. That's MediaFusionApp.com. On this episode, we talk about corrupt talk. And we're not exactly referring to bad language in films, video games, and books. If you would like to plug into the conversation, use the CMAG podcast hashtag CMAGcast. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to the Church Mag podcast. Eric here, along with Phil and Jeremy, as said in the introduction, which reminds me, guys, I need to have you recut those because you've been saying, uh, you know, I'm Phil and I'm Jeremy, that same audio clip we've been using for months and months. So it's really hard to get it exactly the same every single time. So (laughs) exactly, exactly, Jeremy. Uh, Every week I always have this thing where I'm like, should we share a tweet someone uses the hashtag should we share an itunes review do we do this at the beginning do we do this at the end and it's a lot of fun mixing it up let's do the beginning i'm it is adorable this this huge existential crisis you go through every single week we're like (laughs) every time how should i do this i don't don't know why why do i why do i do this to myself and you just you just i know collapse under the weight of of the of the pressure of organizing the podcast right and my personality i i would like script this out out, but there's part of me that really likes the randomness of it. But I'm so rigid that I have to like schedule my randomness. I'm just glad you remember to do something because 10 times out of 10, I'm forgetting to do things <laughs> unless I'm a creature of habit. And it's exactly the same every single time, which is why my wife happens to accidentally mm-hmm. diagnose me as autistic all the time. I, I kind of know this feel. It's the only way Jeremy wears pants in the morning is that, uh, that the pants are in the same place every morning and he wakes up, oh, pants, puts them you on. Jo- you joke about that, but I've been doing a New Year's resolution where I go work out and so I have to take my work clothes and I am so, so <laughs> fearful of that because I went over Christmas break. I went and worked out and I forgot some underwear and guess who drove home in just pants? Oh, this somebody boy. went um, Commando! Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my! You're welcome, Internet. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get an explicit tag. We're gonna get a little e tag now. Oh, we're gonna God. start calling you Commando, Jeremy. <laughs> you go for it. <laughs> I, I, I'm similar in the fact that with my routines, if if I'm interrupted, like say setting my keys down or putting something in a particular location, and I put it somewhere else I wouldn't normally. Then it's it's lost. Yeah, I agree. I lost my keys. My key. I went to Nashville for a little vacation with my family, and um, my keys did not get put back in the their you know particular spot, and they got lost, legitimately lost. And I think like I felt like it was because I had flippantly broken my number one rule, put the keys in the same place. There you go. And I, I I'd cursed myself with bad luck. There you go. I'm talking. Well, now that we've been talking about 
going commando and forgetting your pants, I think that it is a more than appropriate time to apologize to Sean Lacey. Sean Lacey uh, used the awesome CMAG cast hashtag, um, as well as the, the hashtag SMH, as he said, it's easier to have the sex talk with my son than try to explain why someone would write, quote, scroll to let Satan win. Oh, man. I feel like that's a coming of age thing now that every father is going to have to deal with, unfortunately. See, son, it, it, instead of a son when a man loves a woman, it's become son when an idiot gets on the Internet. Following that tweet <laughs> from Sean, he then said, we were listening to the latest C-Mag cast episode in the car when Child One chimed in. Of course, it was also the uh, swearing episode. And <laughs> so we, we, we're we going to keep throwing curveballs there, Sean's way. I noticed that he has not been on the podcast since, so we have dealt with the situation. <laughs> since it was last week. <laughs> <laughs> right? I right? Think we, Eric, you need to go back and change change that, that subtitle on the podcast to uh, Church Bank Podcast. Some kind of blue. <laughs> well, the, the name of it, if you want to look it up, um, it's the the cultural episode with Chris, which was either last week or the week before. And to call it the cursing episode is kind of funny because, I mean, Chris did use a uh, British proper American improper word that can be found in the Bible. Um, and I took the liberty to bleep it out, um, partially to uh, protect young ears, but also to be funny, I guess. Bleeps are funny. Because they are funny. Like, right now, I am so my what I'm saying, so that it sounds like I am saying all kinds of stuff. See, that was funny. Or am I just sick and twisted? Yeah, I listen to this podcast that I will not name because I can't recommend it in good conscience because it's so blue and so <laughs> it's so foul sometimes. I listen to it. I literally have to be prayed up to listen to it because it's good political commentary and it's usually pretty insightful. But it's it's weighs on your soul to listen to such you know blue talk. And so I, I listen to it and they bleep out. And these guys are not Christians. In fact, one guy's fairly anti-christian but they bleep out all their cuss words like all the hard ones how they bleep out the the f word and they bleep out some other ones but they they keep in a few and they get some complaints from people who i guess like swearing <laughs> like why do you bleep things out and they said because bleeping's funnier <laughs> like like cussing's fun but bleeping is funnier so we bleep it out right i remember oh hey phil it's like the the five iron frenzy um quantity is job one album where yeah. they have all the the you know where where are my pants songs and they do the rap version yes. and they're bleeping he's clearly not saying anything they're just rolling the beep tone over and over and over it's hilarious yes 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 clearly we're juvenile jeremy we apologize i was the former youth pastor here so i can give a i could give a Come on, oh. do it, do it, Eric. I'm, gonna, I'm so gonna, I'm so gonna cover that with real beeps. And that's where, like, we're Jeremy, we're talking on the, on the Minecraft uh, back channel uh, last night yeah. about you know, you know, epic fails in, in, the, in the land of cussing. And uh, I think we've all, we've all, like, it, if you've lived a real life and been around, you know, real non-Christians, you've probably heard a few cuss words and you probably have said a few as well. And or you've gone to the movies or watched television. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like, I'm, like for me, it's easier to adopt real people talk 
than movie talk. You know what I'm saying? Now, well, if you if you watch enough stuff, like you listen to, if you're listening to a lot of just throw out a genre, and I, and I like rap, but if you're listening to a ton of rap where it's all swears and all and all like profane. Like okay, there's a rapper. Um, All swears, no um, cares, yo. Yeah, yeah, Childish Gambino. Ever heard of him? Donald Glover. He he put out a free um, EP like a few years ago, back when I was working in the inner city, and it was, a, it was this incredible rap album. Just the beats were incredible. The the lyrics were fantastic. But I listened to it for like a week, and then I could, could start to hear the lyrics and start to actually you know, pierce through what he was saying. It was so profane. Like just filthy imagery. I'm like, I can't listen to this. It's going to, I, uh, this is going to come out of me if I keep putting this into me. And that's the, that's the the area. And sometimes, like sometimes, I I don't. Like I said in the podcast last week, if you in a moment of anger you make a mistake, I have understanding for that. Versus where you are just you know it becomes part of your vernacular to swear all the time. That's where well, you've lost control. But there's a difference here. There is a difference in the sense that we're talking about just go ahead and being a sailor and talking like them and, and knowing that there's the expectation that you are making words valuable. And so I think that that's important in this process of right. when I am really upset, when I need to address something, it's going to get addressed. Now, I'm not sitting there dropping F-bombs at my wife and kids and stuff like that. I've never said that to someone, um, but... Whenever I hear that from someone, you can either say, oh, my goodness, how could you say such a terrible thing? Or you could try to listen at what they're trying to communicate to you. And for me, what they're trying to communicate is this is extremely important or I'm really careless with my words. And either way has nothing to do with the fact that I'm going to address the fact that they said that word and more about the fact that something is trying to get communicated to me. Right. And I think that's an important distinction because, you know, words that we use are symbols, right? Signs and symbols for meaning. And we're trying to convey, trying to convey that meaning. And when people use scriptures to talk about, you know, not using, letting foul language, you know, come out of your mouth and stuff like that, they automatically chalk it up to using bad words. But that's, I think that's really disingenuous because it really is a heart attitude. You can, you can hate somebody deep down in your heart and be corrupt and commit murder in your heart, Mm -hmm. as Jesus has outlined, without saying a single word. Moreover, we easily overlooked corrupt talk that doesn't use foul language, but, you know, tears down other people or makes fun of other people. That's foul talk, too, but no one ever really points that out right and so i think that that's really really important and you're right you know the more of it you know if you let too much in then it starts to it starts to become part of your character which isn't good i feel like it's appropriate to address it this way to talk about harry potter at this point oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) if you guys watch harry potter and so for everybody that doesn't get this reference i'm probably talking in your in your direction i do not scroll sir i do not scroll (laughs) so if you watch it there's that one lady and i'm not a diehard harry potter fan so this illustration is dying very quickly but in the in the conversation um, or in the in the books, this lady comes and takes over the whole school, whatever her name is. Dolores she, Umbridge. Thank you. And yeah, she, Umbridge, Umbridge means offense, so that's there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a nod there. And she comes off as the most nice lady in the world. Just let's all drink our cup of tea, and you can be my grandma and all this stuff. And she is the most devilish person in that school even though there's this Voldemort guy that's out to get everybody and kill and corrupt and all that stuff. But she's the one that everybody hates because of how she approaches life. And I feel like 
10 times out of 10, that's what Christians do is, is mm. we don't say the bad words, but I'm going to make you feel absolutely miserable. Right. right. And, you know, as, as Christians, new media, I think that there is a good conversation to be had there. It's funny because a lot of times I feel like video games oftentimes get a free pass that movies don't. And a lot of times I feel like movies or books get a free pass that movies don't. Yeah. And I, I, there's like, it's it's like we've created these these rules and regulations that have completely lost root. And, it, you know, we really need to get back to principles because, you know, when you're on YouTube and you're pulling up a video, there's no rating. There's no rating, right? And so, or you know, if there is one, I, I don't know about it. Um, yeah. And so I think that it's important for us to really get back to those roots because the way new media works, it's it's not as cut and dry as maybe it once was. So do you want to go down this path as far as the topic? This is to be cut part. No, no. Clearly, I think we just we just created a topic episode. So let me let me tie in all of this for you, because I just recently had an experience. I talked about my vlog and there's no reason to call the person out. But I had a vlog where I was discussing life in general it was the end of the new year and or the end of the old year and the beginning of new year and just to be clear vlog is not a bad word it's short for video <laughs> log okay go the dad jokes um so so you, hey oh wait i would i would pause you again jeremy yeah we were studying personality stuff amongst our family and as an estj when you begin to get uh past your mid-30s you kind of all personalities can create can kind of take on this new characteristic that they don't have when they're younger. And guess what my characteristic is? I kid you not. Dad jokes. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. <laughs> I can't recover from that. So, so I, I think the, the interesting thing was I created this vlog. I was talking about the new year, everything that had happened in the past, making a counseling reference to all of it. And all kind of lighthearted, trying to be motivational for people. And kind of related to my son, who is trying to crawl, and my oldest, who is opening Christmas presents and just enjoying the the process of Christmas, of experiencing new things and surprise and just kind of seeing all the magic stuff in this. And in the seven-minute video, I have a two-second kind of transition of... Hey, just so you know, he got this Elsa doll from Frozen and he's playing with it. And he really loves it. And I don't address it. I don't make a big thing of it. It's just a quick thing in there. And someone watches it and says, you give your son a doll. You know, that's kind of sinning, aren't you? Oh right? Gosh. Because you're mixing gender roles. And I'm like, oh, okay, I, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, Are yeah. you oh, serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, mixing gender roles? Since when has being a father and caring for your child a mixed message of gender? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, so that's You okay. have been reprimanded and corrected, sir. Whoever left that comment. So, I, you know what? People have their own views. I, at one point, um, I held really King James version type roles as well. Sorry to everybody that listens to King James, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, because Baptist, because Baptist, yeah. Cause I was a, a fundamental Baptist church and, and that's where I was. Growing oh, up. It, it, you know what I love? You know what I love? Jeremy is, uh, living in Italy and dealing with, uh, missionaries and different churches and whatnot is when you meet missionaries, Baptist missionaries that come to Italy and are very, very firm about King James. Oh, wow. That'll work real well. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I had too much coffee. I'm sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not sure if I'm supposed to actually address that. No, don't address it. Just go on. Just pretend, pretend that I edited all that out. Oh, so we talked about, I, I, I got to get back on track. That whole linear thing I was telling you. So I, we, I replied, said, you know what? I, I don't agree with you, but that's just my situation. And then he replies back and gives me these Bible verses and all these things. And then starts to say, I'm a terrible father. And I shouldn't be doing this for my son because I'm really setting him up for failure and hell and all this stuff. And at this point, you now personally attacked me. And I reply of, you've seen me for two seconds. You've seen a video clip for two seconds. And you're telling me that I'm a terrible father in this process. How can you make this comment towards me? And he says, well, this is ridiculous. You, I, I'm allowed to because I'm justified by the Bible. I said, this is going too far. You're not, we're not commenting about this anymore. And he said, well, this is really hypocritical of you. You shouldn't be able to do this. I have, we have the right to reprimand and make each other better. And I said, delete. And he said, what hypocrisy? How could you do such a thing? Delete and ban. And there's this thing inside of me that just like, I gave you a chance. I wanted to listen. I wanted to hear you out. And then you started to personally attack me because you watched a two second clip in a seven minute video and you've never even discussed any of this except for this moment and yet we have this audacity to say because of our faith we're allowed to say anything and everything we want to a person without thinking about our words to someone else and let's be honest i'm I'm still holding on to this and this was two weeks ago that someone could be that mean not for my own sake because Let's be honest, I'm an adult. I really could care less. I've had clients that have threatened my life, let alone send much worse things to me. But when you have that mentality on the internet that you can say anything you want, you become this Christian troll. And how in the world are we spreading the gospel when we want to just say things like that? Not in private, because this is YouTube comments that anybody can read. And when we have these abilities to reprimand other people, we do so in private. We have a discussion with the person. We get to know them. And yet the Internet, we say, you know what? We're justified in everything we say because we saw a two-second clip out of a seven-minute video and we understand the person fully. I, I would love to hear what you think about this, Phil. I mean, the Internet is a giant fish tank, and we think every th- we think so many interactions are one-on-one and private when they're not. They're very, very public, and it affects everybody in the pool. Don't pee in the pool, people. Yeah, I got Christian trolled um, in person on Sunday, and so I don't want to talk about it right now. I can't, and I can't talk about it in a mature way. Um, Which is, I might add, Phil, a mature way to reply. To well, that. Yeah, well, this is also going to be listened to by a thousand people across the world, and I don't know who could be hearing it. But anyway. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. A thousand people are going to listen to this? Oh, oh no, I said, no, it's, I, I, wait. We are recording this, right? Okay. What? Anyway, um, Jeremy, I don't, I don't want you to understand that what the guy said was absolutely reprehensible. Okay, and he was a complete idiot. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you banned him. Um, I and I'm glad you didn't burn his house down. But I would understand if you did. But anyway, I had an, an incident on Sunday that I will just give his leave as generic as possible, where a lot of things happened, and no one's totally innocent no one's totally culpable you know so one of those one of those scenarios where it's really messy and i had to ask myself after it in my in my, in my attempts to try to understand what went wrong and part of it is so many christians feel like they're the only ones 
they're like, you know, the only ones who've not bowed their knee to Baal. You know, they're, they're the ones that, that, that small remnant who hold to the true gospel and everybody else has softened up or watered down and they've got to wake them up, got to bring them back to, bring them back to the fold. And it's this weird mentality that, that has crept into the church, especially I feel like in this digital age where some areas of the church have watered down, but what's happened more generally is that the the diversity of the church is more present because we we can more areas of the church can can talk and share in conversation and people who hold to a harder line are terrified by this because they're hearing things like that that, that can't be you can't you you <laughs> I'll put up this I was watching a Doctor Who episode last night because why not right it's who I am and um, at one point something happens and one of the pe- people on the in the episode's like that's not possible, and another character's like, "You just saw it happen, so therefore it is possible." And you know, these people, I feel like in the church, are like, "Oh, you can't! A Christian can't possibly believe that." And Jeremy's like, "Well, I'm a Christian, and I do, so yeah, I can." And you know, it just they cannot; their minds are so intractably frozen on these. Not to let it go. They, 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 yeah, they're so frozen in these moments of like, uh, You're uh, a terrible of person. You're a terrible, terrible person. There's, they're, they're so mired in their culture that was established for them 40, 50, 60 years ago. They cannot let it go and move on and realize that their God is bigger than they think he is. Well, and, and here's the interesting thing is he never asked me if I believes homosexuality is wrong or right. He never asked, he never wanted to create a dialogue. It was just a quick public shaming and let's move on. And I didn't let that happen. And he couldn't believe how terrible of a Christian I was being because I wouldn't just accept his doctrine as correct. And so I think that, I think that we're failing, at least in that situation, I think that we were failing to have a dialogue as opposed to a martyrs scenario where he's just can't believe that I'm going against the philosophies of Christianity. Right. And I think that that's, I think that's a, terrible waste because social media is supposed to be for conversation and we don't do that yes and you know i i think i think our takeaway from this um really needs to be that we need to look at our we need to look at the heart situation and you know we so easily judge media online media you know all kinds of media whatever 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 medium it comes through we dredge, we dredge what comes from the world so harshly, or we say that this is wrong, or this is inappropriate, and I don't think we fundamentally understand why. And then we think we're following these rules, when really we're just being as foul, it's just dressed up a little bit differently. Right. And we really need to think about that with our behavior online, and th- this makes me think of a quote that I read this week. Um, Thomas Paine said it in Common Sense uh, in 1776, and this is a snippet from his full quote. He said, a long habit of not thinking a thing wrong gives it a superficial appearance of being right and raises at first a formidable outcry in defense of custom. So to translate that, we think things are right and wrong because we have a habit and we think that that's the way it is. And people have an outcry when really it's just custom and we don't even know why we're doing what we're doing. Well, and I think that we also like to play God and, he gets to decide if I'm right or wrong. So I think there's also that that plays into it. Well, no, I think, well, they, they want to play God, but at the same time, I, I can see some of these people, 
Okay, there's a great scene in um, C.S. Lewis' book, The Great Divorce, and it doesn't it doesn't directly tie into this, but basically, this person is arguing with an agent of God, saying, "No, you're not right about this. I know the truth here, and this is what it is." And I think there's some people who would who would carry this argument all the way to the pearly gates and say, "No, Jesus, you're wrong. They right. can't, they they cannot be yours." And I, I and if you sit if they if they were faced with that in reality, they might not they might back down, but that's the passion and level of conviction they have on these cultural elements. And I think, too, if we're, to go back to where we started with all this, with, the, with the talk about swearing, and Eric, your point that the unwholesome talk the Bible forbids is far bigger than just swearing. I think sure. we need to realize that, that Christianity is blessedly simple in its doctrine in, in one sense, and also incredibly deep and incredibly broad in its scope, in that the Old Testament called upon the Israelites to give a tenth, Right. But the New Testament pattern set up in Acts 2 is to give it, give your all. And so if the Old Testament says one thing, New Testament says infinitely more. And so that is why the entire focus of the gospel is on the fact that you cannot do what is required of you to be holy and righteous, but Christ can and has. And if you'll accept that, he will do the work in you. And so that means if you are a, a prolific swearer or if you're like me and you're negative and cynical sometimes and that that's your biggest area of unwholesome talk or, or whatever, then that's where you need to let Christ come in and be that change for you beyond any culture tropes or any any weird Christian reasons about you know against playing with dolls. You need to have Christ come in and let Him show you the path He needed to take. Because all of us have got leaps and there's there's, there's, there's I don't want to say infinite, but there's there's deep and abiding areas of darkness in all of us that only Christ can illuminate and only Christ can eradicate. And we have to let Him come into our hearts to to help us find those areas and remove them. Because let's be honest. Are you willing to hold on to something like that so that you end up in hell because you think it's the right thing to do? Because I, I really, and we can have that theological conversation if you disagree with me on social media, but it warrants we conversation. But I really do believe that if you get to be the one that decides if someone is sinning or not, then you're not following the same gospel that I am. And so be careful with what that looks like because... I fear that a lot of our Christians are going to be like whatever her name was in Harry Potter and they're going to end up in hell, but yeah, it comes out in social media. I, I wouldn't go so far as to say end up in hell, but, but to end up in heaven realizing that they, they're not getting the, the reward. They're not getting the, the honor from God that, that they could have received had they, had they been more intimate with him. There's a, there's a, I mean, this is not true in your guys' church circles, but sometimes in charismatic circles, which is really defined like a sense of, oh, that person's more spiritual. They pray more. They pray louder. They pray bolder. They're, they're, they're a much more spiritual person. But I've come to realize <clears throat> is that, uh, th- that the more intimate you are with God, the more aware of your own sin, the more aware of your own unworthiness. And so like the spiritual elitism, anyone who feels so confident in their faith and so confident in their relationship with God, they are at a place where they can, uh, where they can treat you, Jeremy, like that guy, that guy treated you, <clears throat> or they can behave in such in such a way. That person has taken a blind eye to their own imperfection because uh, if you read in the works of the, of the saints of old, as they get older and they get closer to God, they, they write more and more about their own failings than anything else. Absolutely. And that's that's where I'm trying to understand, like, I am so far from from the person I'm supposed to be. 
but yet I am so far from the person I used to be. And I need to keep going to God each and every day and realizing, hey, God, I've learned more about you. I know more about you, but there's so much more I don't know. And there's so much, so much more within me that you have got to change. Well, and I'll just to clarify that one comment I made, how many of the Pharisees from Jesus's time are going to end up in heaven? And if you're well, having that kind of, if you're having right. that kind of mentality, and I'm not saying this guy was, I'm not saying this guy wasn't. That's not my place to decide. But if you're having that kind of mentality, is it worth that risk? And well, that's a, that's a scary. That's, thing. Great. that's a great point, Jeremy. Because I think there, I think there, you think there's a deeper issue there. Because it's not just like the Pharisees weren't just creating this rule of holiness and, and holding others accountable to it, like this harshness and and like that judgmental attitude. The Pharisees were literally convinced that they could make themselves worthy of God's acceptance. And that's a fearful issue because I think there are a lot of Christians who, without realizing it, have given into that kind of doctrine where like, I will make myself better. I will make myself holy. I will, I will earn God's love. I'll earn God's acceptance. I go to church because that that's what will make me right before God. All right. Like a great example. I, we had a debate a while back at our, um, about uh, this couple who were they're cohabitating and therefore they're they're fornicating and um, to give it a clinical text you know they were getting it on um, but uh, I don't understand what that means can you clarify yeah they were uh, he, he he was knowing her in the biblical sense and she was knowing him and they were knowing each other they had knowledge of things and the debate was well they're going to get married they're going to make it right and my response was I'm so sorry where the Bible does it say that marriage forgives sins. Because, because I didn't say this to anyone involved in the. I wasn't. I wasn't saying. I was talking. We're, we're talking hypothetically to people like behind the scenes. And I said that that's not in the Bible. Like they might get married, and therefore their their knowing of each other is now like quote unquote okay. But in one sense, it's still. It, their marriage still has no God in it. So sure. I have two questions for them. One: Why even get married in a church? You don't care about God. Two, even if they get married, and even if from that point on, what they're doing is now, quote unquote, okay, because the pastor said, go ahead and do it now, it doesn't matter. Their hearts are still full of sin and selfishness, and they're still in a desperate need of a Savior, just like all of us are. And so I say this not to say that in any sense that like they're bad people, or that they're, rather that they're any worse than I uh, was or am on a given day. My point is just that you know we, we create these frameworks in our mind for what sin is and how, how to how to deal with sin where God has said no 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 there's only one way to deal with sin and it's through me unless you give him an else at all well that's just it's unforgivable that's blasphemy the Holy Spirit right. right I'm pretty sure that's in the Bible oh yeah Thank you for joining us this week. If you have a podcast idea, have some pushback, or would like to tell us where you're listening from, use the hashtag CMAGCast or email podcast at churchmag. Until next week. Christmas carols, we changed it to, to, to donkey. That's true. <laughs> oh, no, it was, uh, it's the oxen, the oxen A are lowing. We said ox and lamb. La- yeah, right. Exactly. I, don't know if, I don't know if lamb's low or not. Lamb's still low. Is low, but we we said it. We said it. it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's doctrine now for our church. Hey, hey. So wait, wait. So Jeremy, are we both going to hell? Because my daughter has um, superhero action figures. <laughs> the Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on Buzzsprout.com. Okay, guys. 
now I, gotta, now I have two two things that I have to do with this podcast. Number one, I have to figure out where the heck it ends. And the second thing I'm going to have to do is figure out how the heck I'm going to name the podcast. Like, what are we talking about? Kristen it's, Trolling. It's, hey, hey, call it, call it, call it bleep, po- like, instead of potpourri, bleepery. The bleep dash pourri. Bleepery? You know? it's I, just- do, <laughs> I do look forward to you bleeping me in that episode. I really do.